Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Oh my gosh, thank you for asking. I do like to challenge myself in a never-ending quest to be a better person. Oh my gosh. Why do you ask? It's weird. How do you how do you challenge yourself ever? Like do you ever like give yourself challenges, like personal challenges? Well, sometimes I am not eating. Sometimes. Which is a challenge because I always, always want to be eating. You're like you're like Monty the intern. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. you challenge yourself and then sometimes you don't eat and you succeed. <laughs> I challenge myself. Yeah, in, in like self-control. I'm not right. good at self-control. I'm almost too good at self-care. So the challenge there oh, is like finding a pull it back a little bit. Okay. Yeah. How okay. do you challenge yourself? Okay, I had a really good challenge for myself and I recommend that everyone, I think that you would benefit from this challenge. Ooh. So I was noticing that I was using exclamation points way too much in emails. Like how often do you do that? I know girls do it way too good much. Good one. I, I do have to go back and edit sometimes and turn some exclamations into periods well i have been reprimanded by someone i worked with for not showing enough enthusiasm what and i know it's because i didn't use exclamation points and i started realizing i was getting myself into this thing where if i don't use them people are like lauren's pissed you know it's like no i'm just like talking like oh, anyway people are used to like your effusive punctuation yeah, i usually am you yeah know? but um so the, the other it was like a monday and i decided I wasn't going to use any all day. Yeah. And it was a crazy, crazy experiment. And I, it took me on a wild journey of self-discovery because first of all, I felt like I, I didn't like it. I felt like I was crawling through mud all day. Like I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. And even in person when I was in meetings, I was like very subdued. And I got to the point where I was emailing people and being like, by the way, I'm trying out this thing. So you'll have to excuse me. (gasps) And women would be like, that's hilarious. And they'd be like (laughs) using tons of exclamation points and rubbing it in my face. But it was an interesting experiment because like, I think you need to find a halfway point, you know, like use them, but like, I don't know. Wait, will you write a book on the experience called the power of punctuation? (gasps) I I just did. If nothing else, it could be like a think piece on some website. I have to stretch it out a little bit, but yeah, yeah. you could totally do it. You could do You could try it for a week. Oh my gosh, that's a book. Right yeah. There. And it'd be like a transcription of every single email I wrote and everyone being like, are you pissed? <laughs> You'd be like, no, 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 I'm pissed. But anyways. I'd read that book. I was just thinking that's a challenge that I gave myself that it was like really hard. That's a good one. Wait, okay, if folks are listening and they feel like they use punctu- uh, exclamation points a lot and want to test how it goes if they don't, let us know how it goes. I want to know how other people experience this because it really made me, it made me think about how I communicate and yeah. I swear to you people took me more seriously twice that day people said to me um ask me to do something and said but I, I want to be respectful of your time exact <gasps> quote I've never no one is ever respectful of my time no one has ever said that to me before I swear to you I swear to you people were taking me more seriously the power of punctuation bam bazinga <laughs> you have to co-write it with me because you came up with a title Oh, I will totally co-write, okay. co-write it with you. The yeah. whole book will have no exclamation points. Can I write a chapter on colons? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, I've always like, had a lot of thoughts about colons. Oh my colons, God, I, always, I use way too many colons. Sometimes I just <laughs> hold down the colon button yeah. when I'm like at the end of a sentence. Yeah. I'm like, ah, like, I, people are like, what's going on? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I think I could also write a whole chapter on like um, 
the dash versus the M dash well, versus could, the N dash. There could be an entire chapter for every single point of type of punctuation. I hope no one's listening because this is a great idea. I'm Who? sure no one's listening. Your your husband is definitely not listening. Either way, our lawyer's on the phone and um he says that you can't steal our idea. Yeah, We've that's, already copyrighted that it in like sixteen what states. Say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But anyway, I we brought up challenges because we uh, challenged ourselves with this episode today. You can't even call it a challenge because it was so fun. Yeah. To me, er- challenges can be arduous. You I know? know. Go ahead. Tell them about it. Okay. So a lot of times when we're trying to find new podcasts, what we do is we go to our tried and true favorite podcasts and we see who like is creating them, who their producer is. And then we can look at other podcasts that that producer has created. So this episode, we decided to do all podcasts from one of our favorite podcast creators, Panoply. Yeah. And it did, it, Eric's right. It didn't feel like a challenge. Panoply has probably a million shows you listen to that you didn't even realize. Exactly. Like, they do all the Slate ones, the MTV, another round, all the BuzzFeed ones. Um, Thirst Aid Kid is new, buy the book. Um, I mean, literally, like, whatever you're interested in, there's a Panoply podcast for it and i think if you look at their page you'd be surprised you'd be like panoply produces that exactly it's like crazy how, what they do so, i found myself going through the list being like oh that's one of my favorites oh that's also one of my favorites oh yeah. i've listened to that a million times so this, they have a bunch of good ones this was really fun and so Ooh. all the podcasts we're talking about today are panoply podcasts every single one yeah um do you have a favorite um yeah on the count of three everyone say your favorite podcast Panoply podcast. Okay. One. Oh, I'm nervous. Two. Three. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa. What did you guys say? I said who weekly. What did you oh, say? Oh, good one. I couldn't hear anyone. Mine was long. I said Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist oh, history. Oh, good one. And I. Oh, it's so good. I just yelled. What did, what you, did say? you say? Atlandia. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, DJ Jay, that would be yours. Um, wait, can I say my close runner-up though? Yes. Um, another round. Oh, class. I know. So good. Classic, classic yeah, is the right word for that. Kind of like an icebreaker, a gateway podcast. Yeah, yeah kind an of intro I've, to yeah. podcast kind of thing. So good. All right. Well, I'm excited to jump into our all panoply all the time podcast. Yes. But uh, should we go through some show notes? Yes. Real quick. Give it. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Tell us, a, tell a friend about our podcast. So you just know, say it. Just you know your friends like face. podcasts? Yeah. You know you like this podcast. And then Make it happen. speaking of podcasts... That was a great segue. <laughs> Maybe. We could use that every time. Cool, cool, Speaking cool. Of podcasts, um, called The Big Listen, which is a podcast. You can contact them by calling 202-885-POD1 or emailing biglisten at wamu.org. What should they tell The Big Listen? Tell them that you love podcast podcasts. It's your favorite podcast. It's your number one favorite non-panoply yes. podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to real quick bring up uh, this article on BuzzFeed recently. I don't know who, who read it. It's, yeah. It's about podfasters. It's called um, Podfasters Speed Freaks, the people who listen to podcasts at super fast speeds. Ugh. It's actually written by Dory Shafrir, who I worked with on her book Startup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about people that listen to like podcasts like three times the speed. <laughs> now, we on this podcast have talked about listening to a podcast at one and a half or double the time, double times the speed, you know, out of efficiency, but three times. Do you ever speed up? No, we've, we've talked about it. You've recommended it, but you don't. It, it, it. I think I just haven't gotten used to it yet. I yeah. think I need to give it another try. Well, I mean, I've, I noticed like I listen to like one and a half 
sometimes two, but sometimes depending on the podcast, the two like blows my brains out of my skull. Yeah, yeah. Certain like um, Hannah and Matt know it all. Mm. Matt already talks super fast. I don't need, and I want to enjoy what he's saying. And then if it's a music podcast, you can't. There should be a rule. There should be a a a setting where if it's a music podcast, you cannot listen to it sped up because you need to enjoy that music the right way. Yeah, but I think about a podcast like Love It or Leave It, which I'm already like struggling to keep up with some of these heady topics and conversations. Like I can't listen to that at right. two times the speed. I, I'm already like rewinding 15 seconds to like right. rehear a thing, exactly. you know? But if a, lo- I, a lot of them are conversational and you're yeah. kind of like, I, you're listening to people talk. I mean, I almost always speed up unless it's a music one, but yeah. um, it, the article says that podcast consumers listen to an average of five podcasts per week. How many Ooh. do you think? Ooh. I think? Yeah. I, know, I I'm would guess, I don't know. Maybe closer to ten or fifteen. I'm probably like, on the week. I'm probably like five a day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I believe you. But I'm not quite at your level. Oh. Apparently, Welcome. I need to speed up yeah, to do you, it. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got to do. But <laughs> the problem is, as Dory points out, there's a lot of good shows and not enough time to listen. It's like yeah. streaming TV. But here's the thing: I feel like there's there is a saturation point. If I was listening to. 10 a day at three times the speed, I don't think I would probably retain that information. You're right. right. You know what I mean? Whereas Mm -hmm. if I'm listening to two a day. Or you just get used to it. Yeah, that's fair. And then when you listen to, oh my God, the other one is Natch Butte, which I really love. Uh And Jackie J's voice is so iconic. But when I hear it at normal speed, it's not as like funny. It's like, I kind (laughs) of like, have gotten so used to it at a faster speed. Yeah. I don't know. We're all about challenges this this episode. So challenge yourself Speed it up one notch. I'm going to do it. See what, see what you think. Have you listened to ours sped up to see if it still works? Yes. And? I mean, I'm not really listening because I already know what we're going to say. Yeah, that's Unfair. true. Unfair. Okay, we should, get a, we should get a third party to listen to yeah. it. Because we do, we talk pretty fast. Yeah, and we're saying very heady things. Everything <laughs> you say is like so complex Baby. and important. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, okay, also... Um, listener Abby Kay, who Ooh. we've talked about before, we love oh, her, super fan. fan. Yep. She now I had asked people to email my new, my brand new Hotmail account, which I reject, and I know, and <laughs> and ask if tell me that they wanted to go to Medieval Times. I, those were two separate things. Because I wanted no one would go to Medieval Times, with and you no one would life. email my Hotmail account. Both. Two things. Yes, and so she didn't email my Hotmail account, which. Abby, try harder. But like <laughs> she did reach out to me on Facebook and say she wanted to go to Medieval Times with me. So it looks like uh, I've got a date to Medieval Times. Well, I hope both of you enjoy your 10 pound turkey legs. I can't wait. But <laughs> I'm not allowed to steal something from your house because she did not. That's true. Email my hotmail account. <laughs> the, um, the, the thing was that if someone emailed you at your hotmail account, they would receive something that you stole from my house. Right. Yeah. That offer is still available. Everyone. Still no one has emailed you? Lauren Passell at hotmail.com. Don't do it. <laughs> Anyone. Anyone. But trying to make hotmail happen. Um, Can we jump into our pre-show segment yes. called Joshing Around? Yes. Okay. If you don't know Josh and around is the segment where we come up with topics for our buddy Josh who is currently in a long distance relationship in which he has to drive what four hours each way I've been saying six I don't think it's quite six yeah somewhere in the five hour range he has to drive this two but both ways to and from to see his person partner what's their title and so we both give him a topic to think about listen to whatever stew on 
on the way. Yeah. And then and if you didn't know about this, then don't <laughs> feel bad because I don't even think Josh knows about it because he doesn't <laughs> he listen to this podcast. No idea. Um, but it's also He's just a, a good thing for when he discovers though. <laughs> He's going to have a lot of thinking to do. Oh my gosh, he could drive for a million hours yeah. with all we've given him. Okay, what's your Josh and around topic? Um okay, Josh. I want you to create a hip hop persona for yourself. <laughs> and so you have a you have to give yourself a hip hop name. Yeah, that's and good. In your mind, design the cover of your your first album oh. and write the lyrics to one single. Now, is he meant to like um, dictate these notes to his phone or something? Like, how is he going to remember these lyrics? I guess that's later? part of it. You yeah, just gotta, you gotta like, figure it out. Work it. I mean, freestyling hip hop. That's kind of what freestyle. You know, like You're I don't know. So right I mean, you could that. record it. Like, but I just want there to be a song. I want there to be some album art and a name. Do you have a hip hop name? No. Whoa, we got to get you one. I know. Do you have a hip-hop name? El Pizzi. I use it quite a bit. That's so strange. You know about this? They called that's me mine. El Pizzi in high school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have so much I in common. I just decided. Wow, that's kind of weird. But Sorry, it fits. We're like the El Pizzis. <laughs> Wait, that was your high school nickname? Yeah. That's cute. Anyway, I've, I've hung, on to, hung on to it. Um. All right, my gesture around <laughs> topic is... The new film, Call Me By Your Name. Have you heard of this? Do you know about this? My mother just saw it and was raving about it. I was just going to say your mother would love it because it's actually set in Italy. Yes, that's um, why she wanted to see it. Oh, you can read about it on iloveitaliamovies.com. Check it out. Her review is there. Y'all, if you don't know, which you should, Lauren's mom, Cookie, she goes by Sherry on the blog, has an incredible blog all about Italian movies. Um, and why she loves them. So this one isn't really an Italian movie, although there is Italian and it is set in Italy, but it's um, it's hard to describe, but it's basically about a gay romance between um, a guy maybe in his mid-30s and a, and a 17-year-old kid who's sort of like coming of age and figuring himself out. Um, it is so incredible. So you want him to see it and then think about it. No, no, no. I assume since he's a gay cultural sophisticate that he's already seen oh, the film. Okay. I want him to just think about it. Okay. Just think about it. I I trust that he has already seen it and that thinking about it will give him tons of fun. What if the he's already ride. thought about it a lot and then he gets in his Not car possible. and he's like, I am done thinking about Not it. Not possible. That's when he's going to be like, I'm going to create my own hip hop persona and I'll win the challenge. You just want your subject to be better, but I am telling you this film will give him so much to think about. Okay. It was written by James Ivory. Who's like written a bunch of stuff and directed by Luca Guadagnino. Mm, Ooh, I probably messed that up. It's Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. Um, oh, it's such. I a good feel movie. like once I see it, I'll agree with you that it's a good thing to think about in the car for six hours. I think you will too. And even if you're not driving in the car, you all should go see "Call Me by Your Name." Yeah, I, I really do want to see it. Oh, it's really good. Um, okay, so now, real quick. Yeah. Can you tell me about? what I challenged you to listen to last week. Now, actually it wasn't, it's not a panoply podcast because we weren't playing the game last week, Right. but I, um, every episode we challenge each other to listen to something new. And I asked Eric to listen to fake the nation because he loves love it or leave it. Yeah. So what we challenge think? each other based on a podcast. We think the other one might love or a podcast that we haven't gotten into that. We really want to know more about. So yes, Lauren challenged me to listen to fake the nation. Um, I took your advice and listened to just the latest episode, um, which at the time was episode 70 Trump in the streets, Ryan in the sheets, 
which hilariously <laughs> refers to how um, guest John Lovett, who is actually the guest on this episode, um, described the Republican Party, how the Republican Party like wants to be perceived. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's hysterical. It's so funny. Um, it sounds like it could be a love it or leave it episode. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's 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 a very similar vibe. But what I will say that I love about this podcast is that it was truly a discussion. Like they discussed the latest political topics and news. And they didn't just report it. And they w- weren't really games. It's more. Yeah, you're right. It's just yeah, like smart people talking. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. And the thing about the discussion is like some of the people are like truly like political experts and some are just informed citizens generally um so not only was i able to keep up but i also learned a bunch of stuff because it felt like it was being broken down for me do you know what i mean yeah because i'm not always 100 percent up on like the news that happened that day or that week um so it felt like fun and also really informative yeah and also a woman voice reporting is different completely yeah Yeah. so host um nagin farsad who is like charming funny and so smart um was really incredible i loved her perspective and she just manages the panel really well i think she is a lot of why the show works from the podcast artwork i thought she was going to be nerdy for some reason like Uh do you know what did you look at the artwork she has that like adorkable yeah 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 Yeah. but she's like totally badass she is badass she's like i mean i would be afraid of her if i saw her in the streets yeah like don't hit me and I, do, I feel like she, she, I feel like she has made me smarter. Yeah, which I love. which is hard because you're like very smart. I'm like so smart. There's like only two people that can do that, <laughs> and one of them um, is John Early, and the other one one of them is John Early, and the other one is definitely Nagin Farsad. So overall rating, I loved it. Yay! I will definitely add this into my rotation of my um like keep informed podcast. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now. It's my oh, cool, turn cool, cool. <laughs> because I have been really, really excited about you challenging me this week. Okay, I, you so were, when, he, when he came over to my apartment, yeah. okay, his face is exploding right now. <laughs> he was like so excited about what he was going to challenge me to. And I've been sitting here bored about everything we've been talking about. Go, go, go. Okay. So um, my challenge for you is very exciting. I've got my fingers half up my, my nostrils. I'm so excited. Um, human race is a podcast. Have you heard of it? No. Do you know it? Oh my You've gosh, I'm done so excited. It. Okay, Human Race what? is a podcast. I've been studying the Panoply podcast. I know. Sir. It's it's a little hidden gem from Panoply. It's from the magazine Runner's World. Do you know Runner's World? Yes. Or do you love Runner's World? Okay, it's basically a long-form storytelling podcast from oh, the perspective so good. of so runners good. and the run in like the running world. Oh my god, you're so good! Uh, did I finally you get you? Got it. So good. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna have a lot to say about this. We have to have an entire episode probably dedicated on what I think about this. Okay, okay. I can't and wait. It is perfect for you because it combines your love of storytelling, loop letters. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And running. Winner of the half, Princess Half Marathon, am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope you love it. Oh, my God. Good one. Uh, I am so excited. Oh, I'm so, so I exciting. really want to listen to it right now. But I'll wait. I can't believe I've got I a found... long flight tomorrow. I will listen to oh, all of yeah, them. you got to download them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I found a podcast that you have not and listened to. And it's perfect. It's and Panoply. it's Panoply. See, Panoply has everything. You don't even know. This Panoply Hello. has a podcast that's perfect for me, and I had no idea. And you had no idea. Oh, man. Like, the, when you go to their page, there's so many, you just get lost. There's a million. And you recognize so many that you're like, I've I've listened to them all. But oh you God. haven't, and you're going to love it. Oh, my gosh. They should have a random Panoply podcast generator where it's like you just go <laughs> and it's like this episode, this episode. That's you a know? really good idea, oh my actually. Gosh. I hope they're listening. Wait, can we invent that technology? Yeah. Like sell it to iTunes or something? BRB, let's go invent it real okay. quick. Okay.
Well, that went well. Honestly, I'm a little sweaty, but we did it. Yeah, Panoply, we have some. We have a we have a mailing for you. Look in the mail. Keep your eyes out. <laughs> Just keep. It'll be coming in a refrigerated <laughs> box. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Speaking it's gonna of change the way you live. refrigerated boxes, let's hear from our sponsor, Talkspace. I've raved about Headspace before. The refrigerated box that you fit over your head, but they stopped sponsoring us, so now they're dead to me. Instead, I'm here to rave about Talkspace. Talkspace is similar to Headspace, but the space is for your talks instead of your heads. Put the Talkspace box on your head and just talk away. Say whatever you want. Racist things, sexist things, homophobic things, nobody will judge you. Visit Talkspace.com and enter a few things about yourself. What demographic do you hate for no reason? What are your favorite inappropriate jokes? Who in your life do you enjoy shit-talking the most? Talkspace will build a special box just for you, and it will be all ready to absorb those filthy things that fly out of your mouth when you're drunk. Before I had Talkspace box, I got fired from 13 jobs. I guess you can't make sexual assault jokes in the workplace. (laughs) But now I save those jokes for when I get home, and I can save them into my Talkspace box. The Talkspace box is comfortable, too, and it matches all of my outfits. I almost can't bear to not be wearing it at all times when I'm home. I haven't kissed my husband in weeks. If you enter discount code podcast podcast now, Talkspace will send you a free notepad so you can write down your sexist inappropriate filth. Then remember to say it aloud in your headspace box. Never forget to shit talk anyone ever again. You'll release a lot of that anger you've been building up all day. Or maybe it will just make you stew in your own hatred and you'll become a miserable person. The choice is yours. Thanks, Talkspace. Thanks, Talkspace. I I now love you more than Headspace. It's way better. I mean, you have to say that because they're our sponsor now. But I believe it. Also, my husband was really grateful for this one. I think it's because less kissing. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Also, you used to say a lot of mean things to him, but now. That's also true. He thinks you're nice, but you're not. (laughs) He just can't hear what's going on inside my Talkspace box. You're in your own hatred. Uh, thanks again to our sponsor. Should we jump into our first Yes. Clip? Um, okay. Clip one is from Battle Scars. Have you heard of Battle Scars? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, it's a new Panoply podcast um, with the host and former soldier, Tom Tran, talks to fellow veterans of our recent wars. So we hear from a Burnley, badly burned vet who became a TV star, a medic who says God answered his prayers on the battlefield, and one of the few women soldiers to take an enemy life in action. And Tom like talks about his own memories of fighting in Iraq, where a sniper's bullet came within an inch of killing him. Like it's raw, it's funny, it's always interesting. And um, I, I actually, it, I think it launched around Veterans Day. November 11th was Veterans Day, and I'm always ashamed because I. I never feel like I know how to honor Veterans Day. Yeah, it's tricky, right? Like, do you know anyone? Like, I don't. Uh, the only the only folks I know are like f- old family, right. older family. But this um, is something that most Americans know someone who's come back from war or totally. is in. And I always, on Veterans Day, it's like Lauren's shame day of like that's mm. how I think of Veterans Day because it's like. I don't know how to talk about it. I want to, but I don't know how. I don't have the tool. Now I have the tool mm. because. I really think listening to these stories will help me. I just need to hear people talking about it and hear their stories and hear what they went through. Otherwise, I have no, no point of reference yeah. or anything. Yeah, that's so, such a good point. I'm, I'm super excited about this. Um, in this clip, uh, Tom interviews J.R. Martinez 
and JR joined the military right after 9-11 and was shipped off to the war pretty much immediately. And then pretty much as soon as he, re- he arrived, he was in a terrible accident and burned off most of his face, leaving all these scars. And in this clip, he, he talks about coming home. At least when I was injured, I had my team. I had my soldiers, some of whom I'd known for years, living, drinking, training, fighting with. JR didn't have any of those friends to fall back on. It ultimately affected me because I was thinking in my mind, wait a minute, I thought we had like a brotherhood. I thought there was a bond. I thought there was a a fraternity like where you guys look after me and we look after each other, but yet you guys have not checked in with me. And I'm seeing all these other patients in the hospital recovering with me that have had their NCOs fly in to visit them, their squad leaders, you know, all these cats that serve with them. And my guys are just nowhere to be found. It really hit me hard, man. And even though they did such an amazing job to physically put me back together, there was nothing in place to mentally put me back together. Do you think if you had had more of that that brotherhood with with you while you were recovering, would it have eased the pain a little bit? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we often talk about soldiers coming back and healing physically and even mentally, but I've never thought about what it would be like and how lonely it would feel to not feel supported by your own fellow soldiers. Like mm. you think you get that like normal, like dumbasses like me don't know how to talk to vets and don't understand what they've been through. But you would think that your own troops and he had his interesting case because he was shipped off right away and didn't really have time to like make friends maybe in that some way some people would. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I'd never thought about what that would be like. I like JR assumed that your troop would have your back. Yeah. Cause they do feel like you, you hear like, first person accounts from soldiers who say one of the toughest things is that you come back and like civilians could not understand what your experience was. Um, That's bad enough. (laughs) Right. So you would hope that, you know, at the very least they have their folks who were, you know, out. Yeah, man. And it kind of reminds me of um, this book, what made Maddie run. Um, It's a book we recently published about mental health in college athletes. Mm. And, you know, we spend a lot of money making sure that college athletes are physically sound and we buy them equipment and trainers, but we don't deal with issues like depression and anxiety. And I think he's kind of touching on that. And I mean, we do talk about like post-traumatic stress disorder with vets and stuff like that. But I don't think that we focus on mental health enough, you know, and the, the book, what made Maddie run is about a college athlete who commits suicide because her mental health was ignored by her school. Mm. And, um, it seems like the military isn't doing much better, but maybe like conversations like this will help. Yeah. I mean, definitely that's a larger issue. I think that like mental health is not, um, maybe given the attention and resources that it needs, but then to compound that with this like incredibly painful hard experience that i imagine has to be being you know being in war um folks really need you know need that so much more yeah and it's not visible and that's why and actually later in the podcast rj talks about how it's actually beneficial that he has scars all over his face it Mm. helps because at first it made him feel ostracized but then he realized that it helped people understand that he was in a war yeah in the scars if when the scars are inside it's like being on the subway this is a terrible comparison (laughs) but you know like when you don't really have something wrong with you, but you want to sit down mm. and like no one understands because you're not pregnant or you don't have a broken right, leg, right. but like no one understands that you need help. Right. So not ha- having the, the scars inside is so much harder. Um, anyway, 
this podcast made me have a lot more compassion for vets. Yeah, and I agree. My my friend is a um, she's an art therapist at a vet hospital. Oh my gosh, um, which is incredible. She does such incredible work and like shares her stuff online. But this podcast definitely made me want to like reach out to her and say like, you know, talk to me about the experience of of your vets. What you know, what is that like? How does the art therapy help them? So it has definitely piqued my interest into this world a bit more. Um, and especially with, with regards to like, you know, how we can better, uh, you know, help these folks through coming back from war. Yeah. And anyway, I feel like our podcast is often so silly and this was a little more serious, but I'm really excited to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a listener now. Yeah. I'm excited to add a regular one that I listen to all the time. That's awesome. Um, are we ready for clip number two? Yes. So <laughs> you may have heard in our little shouting match <laughs> that I'm uh, pretty keen on Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history. But honestly, like the, what I love about this show, what I love about our show is that like we get to like, there are an unlimited amount of podcasts to, to discover. And there, because there are so many, we don't often like go back to podcasts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they're really good. You almost sometimes I feel like I can't. Right. Like when I feel like I'm like, luxuriating <laughs> if I listen to the same one too much. I have exactly. to really love it. Yeah, totally. And speaking of really loving it, I mean like this one is worth going back to because Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history is, um, it's just such good content. Like it, um, it is basically storytelling and reporting at the same time. The stories are so fascinating. Um, they're often on topics that we all have sort of base knowledge about so would, it makes it even yeah. more interesting i would say it's one of the few that you could listen multiple times to each episode great point you can't listen to this one at two times the speed i think no because you'll miss something mm -hmm. um and also he is just such an incredible storyteller um i could listen to him all day um so the first time we had a clip from this podcast I said this, and I want to say it again because I think it's so relevant. Um, if you want to listen to a podcast that will make you smarter, turn off this nonsense and go get the to Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history. <laughs> My recommendation it's still true. stands. He's right. He's right. <laughs> so the show, which is hosted by the Tipping Point author, breaks down like a well-known event or a person and examines what really happened, which is um, always very different from what sort of the collective culture thinks of it. It's now in the much anticipated second season. Thank the Lord. Um, so this episode is about McDonald's fries. It's titled um, McDonald's broke my heart. So in 1990, they changed their fries from being fried in beef tallow, which is like rendered beef fat, I guess I had to look it up like lard um, to being fried in vegetable oil. Did you know about this? Well, I've listened to the yeah, podcast. Course. Yeah, of course. Um, but not before. Not then. before. I didn't either. Um, if you ask Malcolm Gladwell, the, the, this change didn't just eliminate like the saturated fat and fries, but it took them from being crispy, rich, and incredibly flavorful to being bland and limp. The story behind that change is kind of incredible. This guy, Phil Sokoloff, a hugely successful businessman who survived a heart attack and subsequently like sought out to eliminate saturated fats from popular foods, placed full-page ads in newspapers across the country declaring that, quote, McDonald's is poisoning America. I guess if you have a lot of money, what? you can do whatever you want. That's <laughs> I, the rule. <laughs> well, you can do whatever you want, but also like no one has to listen. Do you know what I mean? So this story is kind of an incredible like David and Goliath kind of thing because it started a media storm, including a national television debate between Sokoloff and McDonald's. Here it is. Bill Sokoloff is the man who placed the ad. He's a Nebraska businessman and the president of his group, which he calls the National Heart Savers Association. Here he is on Good Morning America. 
Also with us is Dick Starman, his senior vice president of McDonald's. Gentlemen, good morning to both of you. Good morning. And we're really on the same side. We just go about it differently. We're on the same side? And exactly. No, no, I don't want people to eat your hamburgers. They're too fat. But we're I want both, people to eat lean, roast we're beef sandwiches. We're both concerned about and, diet and good, healthy foods. America is watching. And Mighty McDonald's and the giant killer from Omaha are going at it tooth and nail. Sokolov shouts, that's not true. Your fries are cooked in animal fat. The McDonald's guy gets flustered, tries to say something. Sokolov doesn't let him finish. It's, it's, it's vegetable and they beef shortening. They are 90 shortening. to 95% beef tallow. It's vegetable that, and, and beef shortening. That comes from your company. It's so, it, what, we do what, have it now. Yes, it's in all of our, feeding the people. It's in all of our restaurants. They just took out chicken skin out of their chicken McNugget three weeks ago. Tell them about egg McMuffins. Tell them about your the beef tallow and your french fries. Tell them about your... And on it goes. McDonald's calls in lawyers. They send threatening letters to newspapers, warning them not to run any more of Sokolov's ads. But that just winds up Sokolov even more. He loves a good fight. So he runs another round of ads. And finally, McDonald's surrenders. July 23, 1990. They quietly announce no more beef tallow. <laughs> like, I feel like I... I'm getting the chills about like beef tallow. It, He's such yeah. a good storyteller. And it sounds like you're listening to like a thriller or like, you know, uh, yeah. or you're watching a scary movie and you're mm. like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. But even though you already know. It's and, suspenseful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this guy, Phil Sokoloff, spent $14 million campaigning against saturated foods to influence these major food companies and consumers. He even had like Times Square billboards and Super Bowl commercials. What a great story that no one knows about. $14 million. Yeah. Dollars. yeah. Um, later in the episode, they do a taste test with people who were too young to remember the original fry recipe, and they unanimously preferred the fries made with beef tallow. As a vegetarian, I mean, we're both vegetarians. What are your thoughts on this? Well, <laughs> I mean, I I think that people should be able to eat beef tallow fries if they want, if, they want, if those are sure. better. But personally, I think they should not be, you know, I think they should be vegetarian. And I believe that, like... McDonald's is so powerful. Like that's a big statement for yeah. McDonald's to make that change to not be using beef tallow. Like I, I that's not even why they did it. Yeah. But I would support any decision to not use an animal product. But what yeah. do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think similarly. I'm grateful that the that it's a vegetarian option. Not that I'm eating McDonald's fries <laughs> on the reg, um, but it is interesting how much. Um, how much like consumer demand dictates mm -hmm. what these companies do. I have a feeling a lot of vegetarians though, if they were all, if all McDonald's fries were made with beef towel, yeah, vegetarians would be like, it. la la la. I know. Don't hear it. Didn't there, know. there is They're a healthy going. amount of that. I just think, I think anytime we eat at a restaurant as vegetarians, we have to be like, eh, this was cooked in close proximity, if not like in the same space as meat, right? Yeah. Just and, have to yeah. Deal well, with if that. I can't tell, I don't care. But it sounds like you can tell with this. Well, recipe. but I wonder if you could tell if it tasted meaty or if it just tasted yeah. kind of more flavorful, more rich. You know, yeah. it, this kind of reminds me of um, New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg's attempt to ban soda portions, mm -hmm. like nothing bigger than sixteen ounces. Do you remember that? Yeah. I. It makes me wonder, like, who is responsible for keeping Americans healthy? Or for giving people healthy options, it's you know? Eccentric billionaires. Eccentric billionaires. Yeah, it's up to them. Or else <laughs> like Sokoloff and Bloomberg. Yep. Um, but honestly, like, it sort of begs the question, like, are companies responsible for giving healthy options or are individuals responsible for making healthy choices? You know? Yeah. I guess this is, like, That's a, a large, much larger question. political debate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if there was one thing that you could personally take on, like David and Goliath style, what would it be? 
Like if you could petition a company and use your resources to change one major thing, what would it be? Um, this happens to be fresh on my mind. <gasps> so I'm going to say when I go to Dwayne Reed <laughs> and I buy something with a 20 and they look into my fucking wallet and say, can you use that five? And oh. I'm like, no, I won't change. I, that, sorry, that's <laughs> kind of doesn't make sense with your question, but it I've been be really angry about this. To lady. ask for a different ten- tender. Yeah. You, I guess you may look in my wallet, but do not comment on what is there. But also, like, keep your peepers to my bag content. If it's if know? I'm like have my wallet open, that's my fault. But we're not allowed to talk about it. It's private. <laughs> anyway, okay, this did not that's really. A, answer no, your that's question. a good one. Okay. That's a good one. I think mine would be um, taking on <laughs> the major airlines to get them to like be able to. Okay, I get that we maybe don't have to ban like leaning back <laughs> on airplanes, but it, at the very least, we should be able to lock the the seats for like any flight under three hours. Thoughts? You and I already. You and I disagree on I this one. I love reclining, and Ugh. I do it with passion. You I belong in jail. I mean, but the person in front of me can do it. You should be locked up for life. I, <laughs> I, we 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 are different in many we ways. We fundamentally disagree on this one. All right, definitely listen to this entire episode of Revisionist History. Again, it's titled McDonald's Broke My Heart. To hear more about the origin story of McDonald's, which they talk about later in the episode, and Phil Sokoloff's story. Okay. I am so excited about the Jingle Jangle. I'm literally urinating my ah. right now. So as always, Jingle Jangle is our segment in which we play a musical clip. Yeah. Or Some- something that has to do with music. Yeah. I just want to bring something you something to or- tap your toots to. Perfect. Um, this is from Showstopper. It's Panoply. Should I mention? <laughs> anyway. I've never heard of that. Ooh. <laughs> it's... Um, it's such an exciting idea for podcasts. Uh-huh. Okay, via interviews with the music supervisors and showrunners and talent of popular TV shows, it looks back at the most memorable moments in TV history that all have that one special ingredient, killer music. Wait, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so the shows they have done happen to be some of my favorite. I'm not a big TV person, right. but every single one they showcase, Atlanta, The Americans, Breaking Bad, Master of None. Um, in this clip, they are talking about Donald Glover's show, Atlanta, which is a show about breaking into the music biz. And one of the most iconic songs on the show, which is called Paperboy. And they are talking to Jen Malone, who's the music supervisor of the show, and Fam Rostein, who is the music consultant and writer. And the host is Naomi Zeichner. So in Atlanta, the premise is that Donald Glover's character, Earn, is managing his cousin, who is a rapper called Paperboy. And Paperboy has a breakout single that's also called Paperboy. And, you know, in reality, that was an original song that was written by Donald's brother, Stephen Glover. And appropriately... You know, the song sounds good enough to be a song that people would actually care about, like right now or a couple years ago, but it doesn't sound like it would become a national hit. Tell us about how Steven created this original track, which was, you know, in my understanding, in part inspired by Rocco's Amadou Me. Mm, Amadou Me. Yeah. So that song went through a couple of people. I think Donald had the hook and there was... The artist Carrie Foe and also Black Party, they made a version. I think a couple people made versions of that song. And Steve just made the most palatable and accessible version of that song. They got it to a point where, you know, they were trying to have Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Paperboy in the show, kind of do the song. And Steve kind of had an ear for what would be a hit in Atlanta. And I think you just kind of mentioned it where 
you know, yeah, it may not be a national hit, but that's the kind of song that can give you a hit to be sustainable enough in Atlanta. And I think Steven, he's been making mixtapes for years now. He understood that sensibility, and I think that's what they were trying to hone in on with that song. Paper boy, paper boy, always about that paper boy. If you ain't on your grind, then you flexing, use a hater boy. Paper boy, paper boy, always getting paper boy. If you ain't making money, then you ain't a money maker. Okay, I love the idea that the song is purposely like not good enough to be like a total banger, but like exactly the kind of song that would come out of Atlanta and be like a hit with yeah. these people, which is perfect for the show. I love that song. I do. T- I mean, it's gotten in my head many times. Yeah. Um, they also talk about how originally Donald Glover didn't want music on the show, which is crazy to me. You know, he's childish Gambino. Yeah. Um, but you know, the show, there isn't a theme song or really one song that defines the show other than Paperboy. I don't know, DJ Wu, what would you say? Like, there isn't one song for Atlanta, but maybe Paperboy kind of. Well, I think it, I think it, it, it's like the, it's like the mascot song yeah. for the show. It holds together a lot of the, the storyline, but they go on to explain that the, the music just, kind of like is part of the experience of the characters lives like in real life like it lives in the environment the show is not about the music does that make sense Mm, but it's there as it really would be if these people were living their lives um there were so many uh clips i wanted to use too like the americans one is really good do you watch the americans not yet it's on our list because you guys love it so much but there's this episode about how philip and elizabeth both have kind of like their own theme music which is something you might never notice like there's slow oboe music when philip is on you know on screen and um, that's very musical-ish. Yeah. Like a lot of times composers of musicals will yeah. have like a theme for each character. And I liked how this, this episode is so good. They talk about how Atlanta gave a lot of uh, artists boosts like Kodak Black, who I love, and Migos, and really kind of like helped their careers. And it's also interesting to hear about how like it's really hard to secure the rights to a lot of songs on TV shows, which yeah. is something you don't ever think about. And like Atlanta was able to get music that no one else could get. And, and we talk about TV podcasts a lot and how hard they are to make and how hard they are to make compelling. Cause a lot of times it's just people talking about what they thought of the shows, but this is like a really good look and it gives you so much more and a huge appreciation for, for the show and what went into it. I love that. And a new season starts tomorrow. Oh. November 28th. Perfect timing. Yes. I mean, by the time this comes out, it will be like... Uh, yeah, you're behind. We can have a go. Yeah. Go listen to it. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, but that means it's already out. Mm-hmm. So get started. Yay. I wonder what they'll do. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to stay up until midnight. <laughs> stay up until midnight. And then at midnight, I'm going to check. AKA like at midnight, you're at, when you're like still packing for your trip tomorrow, you're going to be like, oh, right. I should download those episodes. Mm-hmm. And if it's not there, I'm going to call 1-800-PANOPLY and be like... Where's the new showstopper? I've been waiting. I mean, they'll they'll have to listen if you call mm-hmm. that if you call that hotline yeah. they provided. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our no comment, which of course is our segment where we play a clip that needs no comment, even though I typically do. I'm I'm getting you better. Were so you nailed it last time. Thank you. Get out of your system right now. Do you have anything to say? Blah, blah, blah. Um, um, anything to say about French fries or? I really love French fries. I really want French fries right now. And I want to eat them while 
sitting very much upright in an airline seat. Okay. Okay, I got it out. Um, Big Time Dicks is a new podcast from Jezebel, which is hosted by staff writers Joanna Rothkop and um, Prachi Gupta, that gives sort of like a feminist perspective on politics and policy. Have you you were nodding? Have you listened to this yeah, one? Totally. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's funny and smart. It just does a really good job of like holding men in power accountable for the issues that those men are fighting for. Do you know if that makes sense? Um, this episode, which is called "It Doesn't Help If the Woman Has a Gun," discusses the slew of recent mass shootings, which could be any time because there's always a slew of recent mass shootings. Unfortunately. Um, what we're learning is that like a common link between a lot of these killers is that they have histories of domestic violence. So here in this clip, Joanna Rothkop, um, who is a, like I said, is a writer for Jezebel and guests, Kelly Stout and Katie McDonough are discussing one common argument of defense against violent men. Her response to that is often, doesn't it help if the woman has a gun too? Uh, usually this is the counterpoint, right? Where conservatives or like gun absolutists will say that like women need to arm themselves as a way to defend themselves against men who are abusive. I think that that's wrongheaded for a number of reasons, just because like look at examples like what happened with Marissa Alexander in Florida, who was a woman who tried to use a firearm to protect herself against her abusive partner. She fired a warning shot um, and was not able to invoke um, stand your ground or castle doctrine or all the kinds of laws. And this is a non-fatal shooting. This was a this was a just a warning shot fired into I think it was the ceiling or the wall. And she was arrested and jailed for that and tried to invoke all of the kinds of things that usually white men are able to invoke when they either shoot or harm or kill someone under these circumstances. So I would just also say that we don't have gun laws um, that actually reflect the ways in which women might use guns, even if they could use guns safely, which I believe actually is, is a really small possibility. Like arming yourself, the data does show, does not minimize the likelihood of violent crime. Again, that clip was from Big Time Dicks. The episode is called It Doesn't Help If the Woman Has a Gun. Did you specifically pick one that I really want to talk about? <laughs> I didn't We're mean to. Wow, it's normally me that is like dying to talk about it. We'll talk later. This was such a good one. All right. Offline, I want to hear your comments on it. Um, but I do love that podcast. And talk about a challenge, not being able to talk about Hello. it. Hello. And here we are talking about it. Let's move on to segment, segment. This is the segment where we talk about non-podcast related things. It's also the segment where I put my hand up in the air like (laughs) Vanna White for the whole time as if I'm showcasing the segment. (laughs) It is a good segment um, because we are complex people and we don't just have one interest. Okay? We have to think really hard for weeks. I'm like, what about this podcast? Oh, no, wait. Mm. I can't talk about podcasts. Um, I do have a really good one this week, though. Go on. Can I jump in? Can I start? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so there is this web series that I stumbled upon called the Accidental Accidental Wolf. Um, I don't really know how to describe it because, um, it's sort of a web series, but the quality is like HBO quality. I'm on the website right now, and it's not doing anything. Wait. Did you click on like play chapters or whatever? This is, currently, there are five chapters out. I, I think there clicked, will be eleven and the dictionary total. Dictionary popped up on my computer. <laughs> I don't think you're doing it right. There's nothing to click on. <laughs> you, um, this is fake. Wait, let me see what you're looking at. The accidental. Yeah, chapter one. You click on chapter one. Oh, oh my gosh. Dictionary 
That was some violent clicking. See, there should be instructions. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Without <laughs> without this podcast, I would be lost. Okay, so for everyone guys, else who goes to Eric the Eric didn't mention this, but you have to click on chapter one. You can't just madly click all over the screen. Oh, my God. God. Yes, for anyone else who's confused, you go to theaccidentalwolf.com okay, well and that click on works. chapter Thanks one for <laughs> to start watching. So currently there are five chapters that are about 15 minutes each. Um, but it is this incredible sort of like thriller sort of mystery type of storytelling where they're not giving you a ton of information. They're really kind of letting you like, <laughs> you can hear it playing in the background right now. Um, Sorry, so what were you talking? I'm watching, <laughs> you watching something. It right Can you please now? be more courteous of my time watching I'm really it? sorry to be talking over you watching it. Um, anyway, it's sort of this sort of like Kurt t- style of storytelling where they're really letting you pick things up. Um, it's written by Ariane Moyed, who is actually an, an incredible Tony nominated playwright. He wrote Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo. Um, in the cast, it stars Kelly O'Hara, and then the supporting cast is really incredible lots of theater people judith ivy cassie beck um dennis o'hare lots more um so it's an incredible web series and you should all check it out and it's totally free and it's like it got me so jazzed yeah. when i was watching it once I, you get over that hump of like figuring out how to <laughs> use it's enjoyable yeah. trust me again for those who <laughs> struggle with the website like lauren did just click on the only thing you can click on which <laughs> says chapter one <laughs> I wish I was. I wish that was a joke. But anyway, are you done now? Again, I've never seen such violent clicking in my life. Um. Yeah. Okay. What's your segment? Segment? Do you have one? Um. Yeah. I have. Okay. You know, I'm not a great sleeper. I wake up in the middle of the night a lot. Yeah. And totally. lately, I feel like I go through like phases, like a three-year-old, like go, you know, like how they like trains and they yeah. like dinosaurs. Like, yeah. Well, now in the middle of the night, I'm really into watching YouTube videos of girls doing their hair. What? Wait, it's, is that where you came up with this really cool hairstyle that you have right now? Yes, it is. But the thing is, it drives me insane. I watch these videos and it's like, DJJ, who knows, because I've been bitching about this basically every morning. Like, it's these girls who seem incredibly stupid. I mean, I hate oh. to say this. I hate this word, but I think it describes them correctly. Maybe they seem a little bit basic, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Sure. And they're like... Which, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. But it describes the situation. Yeah. They're kind of like... Oh my god! Hey guys, what are you doing in my room? Um, I have just thought I'd tell you how to do my hair today because someone told me it was cute. <laughs> Here we go. That's like how they all start. Great. And then I'm like, I'm there with my hairbands, and I'm like, okay, following along so far. Yep. Then they start doing this shit to their hair. It's like magic all over the place. Like their hands are flying. They're upside down. They're braiding. I can't even see their fingers anymore. And like. I can't do it. And it's in, it's, it makes me so mad because I'm like, I'm a smart girl. Like, I can do things and I cannot do these goddamn videos. Like, the only one I'm do I'm wearing one now that I learned on a YouTube video. It's really and cool. And it's basically the only one they were kind of like, when you don't give a shit about your life and you just feel like doing something like real quick that takes like no effort, just do this one. And this one was hard for me. Okay. Like, I'm, I. Wait, will you describe it since folks can't see it? It's like, um, you know the topsy tail? I'm sure girls know what I'm talking about. Topsy tail. It was an old commercial <laughs> where you like topsy tailed your hair, your ponytail. It's Which a braid. Like you sort of like folded it into itself. Yeah. And it went through your hair. They yeah. know. They know. Okay. You, no need to mansplain the topsy tail. Oh, sorry. Okay. So it's basically just like a braid, but it's like many topsy tails, like over and over and over again. Okay. So it took me a while to master this. I'm just hoping that I catch on. But like, there's certain podcasters, like I'm getting, to, or not, uh, sorry, YouTubers yeah. that like 
like um, Mimi. Like I'm kind of getting to know them yeah, and like their hairstyles. And now? like I basically just like in the middle of the night and like staring at them. Like sometimes I don't even try. I'm just like like sometimes I'll see them and I'll be like, oh fucking no way. <laughs> like there's no. But I watch it anyway. Or sometimes they'll be like. First, get out your teasing comb. And I'm like, fuck, oh, teasing comb. Yeah, right. What am I, like a, a, a wizard? Like a teasing comb? Are you kidding me? Sounds like a Harry Potter thing. I mean, yeah. I'm basically at step, baby step one, and I'm hoping to improve. But I'm really enjoying these videos because they're just, it's, this is where all that challenges today. I'm going to learn how to do, I really want to learn how to do the upside down Dutch braid. Can't do it. If someone would come over to my apartment and do, I bet Christy Goo could oh, do it for sure. Christy I'm going could do to it. fly her back to New York and have her do it for me. Yeah, and just teach me. How to, I need someone to like teach me how to do it. Yeah, like, physically. These videos are just like whoosh, 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 whoosh. next thing you know. Anyway, I've been. There should about be a, there should be like a slow mo speed option. Yeah, for these YouTube tutorials. Oh my gosh. Well, I have to say, you've nailed whatever this topsy turvy. What's I, it called? No, no, I mean that like thing oh, you were topsy describing. Tale. Topsy tail. You've nailed this topsy tail situation. But it is topsy turvy. <laughs> anyway, whew, DJ J Wu, you're up. Mine this week is uh, basically uh, Sonos, Spotify, and Amazon Echo are all integrated now, so you can Ooh. be it. It really allows you to be as lazy as possible. You can sit on your couch and you can ask Alexa to play whatever song you want and tell it from if you have Sonos, like play it in this play it in the living room or play it in the kitchen Ooh. or whatever. Actually I must it's, admit it's fucking awesome. I always make fun of Alexa for being horrible at everything. She nails this. She's good. Um that's some listen, if we were sitting there when we were like twelve or whatever and someone said, you can just say out loud a song you want to hear, any song, and say where you want to hear it, and a robot will make that happen, we'd be pretty impressed. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. This is the future. Hey, Lauren, we did an all-panoply, all-the-time podcast. And it was so fun. It was so fun. I feel Maybe. like we could easily do another one tomorrow. No, really. Um, I can't wait to hear what you think. <gasps> Of your Thank podcast you. challenge. Thank you. And I'm sure that uh, we'll be using a lot of Panoply podcasts in the future, even if we don't have a, like, a specific episode. Yeah, like, now that we're all turned on to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks to you guys. Thank you for making it this far. We love you. Thanks to our editor, Kara. You're the greatest. And thanks to anyone who's left us an iTunes review. Yeah, we're really And if you leave us that. an iTunes review, email <laughs> Love your podcast at gmail.com and just tell me or Lauren Pascal at hotmail.com. Yep. And I'll send you out a bracelet. I sent out one today to a listener. I seriously do this, Ooh. guys. A listener. It's private. We, we, you guys, private we, made, listener. we made these incredible. It was Jorge. It was Jorge. <laughs> oh. But still, he's a friend, but yep. a listener, and he's getting a bracelet. We made these friendship bracelets that say podcast, podcast related things, and they're incredible and you want one. So if you leave a review, do email us and let us know. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next time. Bye.